<laughs> is that like an aborigine it's kind of? It's a didgeridoo, yes. Okay. Oh boy, I, I have to warm up. So, but I love it. And I always felt drawn to this. And I'm going, okay, how do you go from to that? I mean, how? Welcome to the Create Happy Now podcast, dedicated to helping you start your journey to discover true happiness. Join me, your host, Susan Blanton, weekly as we explore the transformation stories and words of wisdom from our Masters of Happiness with tips you can start applying today to create happy now. Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast. And today I have on my show, Ruth Ratliff. Ruth is a voice and vibrational sound therapist, teacher, author, and speaker. Her work centers on the belief that voice and vibration are instruments of healing, empowerment, and connection. Ruth's holistic approach combines science and spirituality to help her clients access a conscious transformation to lead a healthy, fully expressed life. Ruth is a licensed, certified vibrational sound therapist and holds certifications in vocal sound healing, Reiki, and integrative energy therapy. Ruth has been a performer, holistic voice coach, and workshop leader for many years. Ruth's book, The Voice of Woman's Wisdom, can be found on Amazon. Well, thank you so much, Ruth. It's such a pleasure to have you today, and I'm so excited to learn a little bit more about sound therapy and how you got into sound therapy. I know you're a vocalist and a vocal teacher and just, we would love to hear about um, just how you got started in sound therapy um, coming from your experience as performer. Um, and what have you, what could you bring to us today to the listeners to educate them a little bit about how sound therapy is beneficial for healing in so many different ways. Yes, it is. Uh, Susan, thank you, by the way, for uh, for asking me to be with you today. Such a pleasure. And so wonderful to know you, you know, to make your acquaintance. <clears throat> and uh, it's such a journey, isn't it, for all of us? You know, you look back and you go, well, how did, how did I get here? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And it's hard to see unless you're already there at the at the you know at one of the destinations so if i if i look back and i start to look at all the little threads and the little strings that that were pulling me along to this uh particular path i I guess it would be my relationship with music first and foremost Yeah. yeah first and foremost uh, always, always um, had, a, you know, a passion for singing when I was in kindergarten. I remember the kindergarten teacher told my mom, you need to give her voice lessons when she's older. Um, it was always such a piece of me. Um, everything was music. Everything was a song. Uh, sounds. I was, I was enchanted by birds mm. when I was a child. Uh, the sound of birds. My first word was burr. <laughs> I bet so, your mom wasn't too happy about that. Wasn't no, she, uh, no, she loves birds too. So she actually thought that was cool. Okay. Um, but, uh, but it was always, you know, the, the sounds of nature, <clears throat> excuse me, 
the, the peepers, the spring peepers in the in the spring, uh, the beautiful crickets in the fall. It, it just it's magical. And and of course, then the world of music. Oh my gosh. Uh, opened up a whole new world for me when I started to take voice lessons at the age of 13. Uh, the, the world of classical music, opera, exploring emotions through music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was huge for me because my background, unfortunately, my parents, I love my parents, they're both deceased. And they're look they're probably listening in right now, but <laughs> I bet. yeah, yeah. Um, they had their issues you know my dad was a very high functioning alcoholic angry guy you know very angry guy so there was a lot of uh yelling a lot of anger a lot of abusive uh, verbal abuse mostly verbal i don't not too much physical um mother was uh you know like almost like an abused wife uh so there was a lot of passive aggressive behavior uh codependent behavior uh, if you get into the whole, not to get into the whole alcoholic family dynamic, but it's so common, Susan, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It's so common. And uh, so there was a lot of, um, a lot of wounding that happened with me, my brother, my uh, younger brother and I, uh, a lot of wounding. My brother later developed uh, manic depression as a result of that. Mm. And I'm but, sure you had to find ways to escape. And I'm sure oh, yes. music, music. Was was Huge. your escape yeah. yeah absolutely music and riding my horse just jumping uh, on her bareback and going off into the fields yes my horses were my therapy too <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly oh they and they are horses mm -hmm. are they know they know mm -hmm. you know but i think part of it was with her too i had to learn assertiveness with her because she kept bucking me off and I finally just one day I just got mad and here's my little pipsqueak 12 year old, you know, 12 year old and, and she's 16 hands and I'm, I'm whipping her with her at the end of the lead rope because she wouldn't go in her stall. And all of a sudden she went, oh, oh, okay. And from that moment on, we were best friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I could just no halt, no halt, you know, just a lead rope uh, with a halter and boom, right bareback and it was just beautiful. So that was a big piece for me. I think she taught me a lot. Um, and yeah. certainly music, certainly, absolutely. Because there was, a, as I said, there was a lot of uh, wounding going on in that, uh, in that situation with my folks. Uh, my dad actually wound up um, one Christmas Eve, I uh, was getting ready to go out shopping with my then boyfriend. And uh, I my dad came home drunk, you know, from from work, you know, he's worked as he was an industrial arts teacher, very talented man. And, um, you know, having too few many beers and was got a little belligerent. And I, I confronted him and said, Dad, you're an alcoholic. And he slapped me across the face. I left. That was it. And uh, that was the last time I saw him alive. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Christmas morning, we were woken up by a state trooper. He, he left after that, after I left. And uh, he drove down somewhere. It was a snowstorm. And we don't know what happened exactly, but he got out of the car and was hit by a car. So oh, he passed God. away. So that was Christmas morning when I was 17. And, uh, and I noticed my mother, my mother, I only saw her cry just a little bit once. Talk about not modeling healthy emotion 
emotional expression. So that's what I mean when I said about the world of emotion with opera to, mm. to circle that back around. Yeah, I it wasn't like safe to express emotions. It, I wasn't taught to express myself to assert myself to be be um, to get to get uh, what's the word? Uh, acceptance, acceptance and um, adoration yeah just just like to say yes you count you matter what you're saying matters it's okay for us to talk about things as a family you bring your problems to me none of that was communicated as i say not as i do kind of right um, validation validation is the word i was looking for there was no validation Mm -hmm. uh certainly not good modeling so yeah that's all part of what we need to have from our parents to grow up in a healthy way to as to be a fully actualized adult yeah. and most of us don't get that because our parents didn't get it how are they supposed to give us something they, that they themselves yeah, they didn't have good oh, edu- they didn't right. have a good education on parenting either and mm-hmm. and i think that's the hardest thing is you know we're not given a manual when we have a kid on what how to be a, a parent because each first of all each child is different and I think we don't realize that the first seven years are so critical in that emotional programming that kids go through um that takes a lot of therapy later to unravel and decode and reprogram if if you wanted to go through that you know it's um it comes back to that point um but you know you you learned in some ways, how to self-soothe um, through, yes. of, you know, going out into nature yes. um, to finding, uh, you know, like a meditative escape, um, you know, to be with music, which is so healing, uh, to be with nature and animals. Um, Very. Know, the Very. the yes. animals are so yes. healing. I didn't care what one they are um they're they're here on earth for us most of them mm. are you know especially if they mm. if they developed a relationship with us yes. um yes. and so you know kudos to you for you know as a child I mean I know it's hard I mean I I was kind of an oldie child my sister was 11 years older than I was and nobody wanted to play with me I mean like as long as I was just not a problem. They didn't care. As long as I came home for dinner and ate when I was supposed to do, do my chores and get good grades, you know, I care what I did. Um, so I was out in nature playing with my horse. I mean, my dad was like, Oh, you want a horse? Here's have one. And then get out of my, <laughs> you know, just go do the horse thing. Um, so I was spending all my time with my horses and I was also a flautist. So, um, I was, um, I did singing. I was in choir and I was, uh, you know, I was always in contests with, um, either music. I went to Europe for three weeks, um, Mm. to, uh, tour with a band, um, as a flautist. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I get how music and, and performing, is one thing I never, not everybody gets a chance to perform, but there's something about performing that's just exhilarating. You know, it's, mm. it's a, it's a high in and out of itself. It's yes, just, it uh, and, uh, I, I miss that. You know, I haven't performed since I was in college. So, um, 
but I have gone to sound baths and I'm also te- I'm also learning um at sound bath therapy um just so I can know it better. I mean, I've enjoyed it and I've loved it. Um so yeah, I I I want to know more about it as well. Um so can you tell us a little bit about uh so you you're a performer and <clears throat> excuse me. And then you were teaching um uh, people, you know, vocal. Um, so how did you get to sound bath or mm-hmm. sound therapy? Sure. How'd that evolved. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying before, you know, about the music being an escape and everything, um, just to continue on real quick with that and then move into your question. Yeah. Um, what was profound for me was the loss in my life and how that opened me up. I think um, it, it was not only my dad, but then uh, when I was 29, my mom uh, was diagnosed with cancer and we, my brother and I knew that, you know, but she didn't tell us that she only had a couple months was told she only had a couple months to live. Oh gosh. So, you know, she was basically filling up with a lot of fluid and I had to keep taking off of work uh, to bring her to the doctor to get drained um and i didn't know what was going on it was very dysfunctional because she wasn't communicating with us she wasn't allowing us to be part of her death experience and it could have been so so beautiful and so um connecting and intimate and loving and so she denied my brother and i that opportunity and herself as well uh, but so I found out uh, the day she died at the hospital that I'm supposed to let her go and not put her on life support. And my brother got in there to see her right before she died, which was good. But uh, then she passed. It was horrendous, obviously, big shock for both of us. But uh, he unfortunately uh, spiraled down into a much deeper depression after that as uh, with the manic depression. Uh, he was married at the time too, uh, but uh, he wound up committing suicide nine months after my mother died. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Thank you, uh, thank you so much. Um, so people will like be like, well, what? How did you move through this? You know, and I mean, in, in retrospect now, obviously it's been decades. I can, and you're. Ta- I was talking about you know how the strings and all the things that brought me to this. Those moving through those tragedies allowed me to expand moving through that grief and i just had a recent loss of my little dachshund baxter 14 and a half years old last july knocked my husband and i on our butts Mm. with grief horrendous Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you know you just keep releasing 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 and expanding and so i think part of the reason i've always I have come from, I I wanted to be a nurse. You know, I had a semester of nursing in college. Wasn't for me. I knew I wanted to be of service and help in some way, shape or form. But I believe that the moving through all of that grief allowed me to expand enough to take in, as it were, the the unseen, shall we say. And my parents were very spiritual. They, uh, if you're familiar with, George's Gurdjieff, the the Gurdjieff movement, uh, they were both uh, involved in that. And my brother and I were also involved in that. Uh, We used to go into New York City and do what they call movements classes with his music. He had he was long since deceased. He was a contemporary of the 1800s, I believe. Uh, And uh, 
but brilliant man talking about attention, basically like Eckhart Tolle yes. uh, speaks about, you know, the power of now. That was Gurdjieff's mantra was keep your attention on the present moment. Oh, yeah. So that's, there that's was a, yeah. Magical. Yes. So my yeah. parents were so seekers, ways. even though they had their own issues, they were seekers. So mm -hmm. I was basically, I had this like framework for moving into a greater realm of um maybe of of helping people you know they planted the seeds planted the seeds and then as a you know as a as a professional singer working through all that uh you know doing all different i moved through a lot of different types of music i was in a swing band for five years my husband and i had a swing band i had my own one woman show called songs of the heart I was in a lot of different plays, area plays, and I was with an opera company for a couple of years. Uh, but music, I found, opened me up in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And it just, there was a joy listening to music, certainly singing. Oh, my gosh. Nothing, I mean, okay, singing is probably one of the top five experiences of, of to sing with your voice full out like as you do in classical oh, music because you're he, you're feeling the vibration not just hearing yes. it you're feeling it you're yes. resonating it and you're also projecting it so it is just completely enveloping you and now that if you with the new study of cymatics uh, that they're finding out that the voice or, or any sound for that matter actually is not just a waveform that was a, that was very you know 3d mm -hmm. it's actually a holographic bubble mm -hmm. so you literally are bathing not only yourself in this bubble this holographic bubble of cymatic sacred geometry mm -hmm. when you're singing and all these frequencies because the voice is not just one frequency it's all these frequencies above called overtones yeah okay you're bathing yourself in all this and in in everything surrounding you and you're raising the vibration of the area the the nature so it's uh it, it's it's so profound and it's not just singing even singing is wonderful but just sounding ah you know anything yeah. like that um and i have my original sound off there it is so oh so yes and and the that the was huge Yes. And, and the thing that's wonderful about singing, um, is, and I can't remember what it's just not coming to me right now, but there was um, a scientist, right. That talked about how, um, water crystals. Oh, Dr. Emoto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So how much of the body is percent of water? Hello. Right. <laughs> and so yes, we are because vibration and in high vibration is your your good feelings, you know, because your your thoughts are feelings. I mean, you can put anyway, they have the rice experiment, you know, where you can put a thought on a jar of rice that's positive, a thought that's bad and it affects it. I so, know somebody that did that, uh, a real person, <laughs> real results. She, she did, she was a teacher and she had her class do this and it was all, it came out exactly that the rice that they, yeah. that they spoke nicely to was yeah. all fresh and nice. And the, they, they did a control rice, you know, that was mm -hmm. just kind of just sat there and sort of molded. But the other one that they said nasty things to got black. Well, and the thing is, is that 
if you can listen, like if you're having trouble with coming, like if you're kind of depressed and you can't come up with that thought, that, that, that authentic high vibration thought, then, you know, the, the, the music can help bring that higher vibration to your being your, and, and, um, so that's kind of like a, kind of a cheat way in if you're really upset, you know, and it always boosts your, like, if, like if you listen to your favorite music that brings you back to the best times ever, you know, obviously that's going to raise your mood, raise your vibration, make you kind of tingle all over and maybe, maybe want to get up and move, you know, that is, is the most powerful thing. And, and I think there's, and I'm just learning about this, um, but there is a correlation between the, the, the notes of, you know, the, the eight, oct- oct- not the octave, the um, eight tones. The scale. The scale. The, scale. the, 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 the Western scale. scale. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think they said there was like a ninth. Right. But, but um, there's a correlation with that and the wave colors you know, of the rainbow, you know, that there mm-hmm. is a, um, like the 528 Hertz and the mm-hmm. rainbow. So, um, it, it's, it's connected. It's, it's all, all connected. All connected <laughs> and sound, music, light, vibration. Uh, mm-hmm. it's all the same thing. It's all frequency. It's all vibration. Uh, so there's a, uh, you know, I, I feel like the, the music, my own, I really feel it was my the frequencies of my voice that helped to um, move, pros, really um, to move the, 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 the trauma, the grief trauma, the, the dysfunctional family trauma out of, it, it really moved it into my energy body or it, in, let's just say it transmuted it because those are all all of my life experiences, I wasn't trying to push them away, even though sometimes we want to if they're horrific, right? Yeah. But they really make you, you. They're your experiences. They yes. are your journey. It's your path. It's your, yes. Something that you came here to do is experience right. being a human being. And that comes with it sometimes. And pain, pleasure, right? Joy and woe. When this we know through the world we go. There's part of a poem, uh, you know, that. that. So it, it, yeah, it's all, it's all the fullness of who we are, and not to push it away, but to allow it to be, but not lodged in our body, not suppressed. And that's why I work with the people, uh, work with my clients with their voice, because the voice hooks into your subconscious, yeah. uh, your your right brain. And, and it's there's not words, you know, with therapy, we do the story with the words and mm-hmm. we don't want the words. We don't do the story. We just, just the feeling. And if you go into your body, your body will always tell you, what can I what can I learn from you? Where is this? Where do I feel this in my body? You know, I'll have people put their hands on their chest or their solar plexus, their back. I have a back issue, not being supported, whatever that means. Um, and always looking and, and getting that deeper listening, the deeper conscious listening to our bodies, to our inner landscape, to 
just say where without overthinking it you know to to just um bring forth a sound what would that feeling sound like if you could give it a sound and to allow the body to express that through your voice that can be miraculous absolutely miraculous i'll tell a real quick story if you're familiar with um myofascial release it's basically it's not like massage they use compression to Mm -hmm. melt the fascia of the body so i was uh was at a session a few months a few years ago excuse me and uh, the therapist was compressing my chest for quite some time i started to vibrate it's called unwinding you know your body will like release with shaking sometimes yeah almost like shivering and, in a way right, yes like shivering exactly susan and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes this primal yell that was completely involuntary Wow. I was like along for the ride. Ah, and <laughs> you're like, excuse me. <laughs> Cause you're just like, it, it just blew- came out. <laughs> yes. But my body released the trauma ah, nice. through my voice. And that was one of the things that brought me to sound therapy, which mm. is part your voice is part of that. Okay. Because I was like, yeah. <laughs> blew my mind uh so there's no there's a reason why i've been given this voice why i've had issues with my voice why i've had issues with expression being shut down in speaking my truth so i can heal myself and help to heal others with that and through that i became involved with sound therapy long story short here or short story long whatever (laughs) I became involved with these beautiful instruments because I feel like they're an extension of my voice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, I taught voice for 20 years and I absolutely saw how it changed people, how it changed me, how it allowed me to heal from all this tragedy in my life. Saw my students, the young teenagers, you know, awkward, uh, working, you know, trying to deal with the stresses of grown being a teenager, being in the school system, doing all the work they have to do, uh, dealing with their parents and friends. And they became more poised, more, more empowered. They had, they were taking more risks. They, they, you would say that I just feel better about myself. And they probably discovered a little bit more self-love too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something that you, it just kind of comes with, um, because when you feel that beautiful sound emitting from your being your body your voice and you love it you can't help but love the source that it came from you know like wow i love how my voice is soothing to me you know to hear myself sing um and 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 the the flow that you've given yourself it's an act of love to oh, sing really definitely. or just to make sound yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to make organic sound that's been a big journey for me as a trained soprano to allow myself to do intuitive singing intuitive sounding and not sound pretty <laughs> what i think <laughs> is pretty or structured or uh, even on pitch, <clears throat> I sing with my bowls. I my I sing the bowls, the crystal bowls, and uh, I generally am like a little bit off, and it creates a binaural beat, which oh, yeah. is kind of interesting. So I do that in my uh, 
on my own, you know, when I play my bowls, that has helped me. Um, and now I'm starting to do it, you know, I was doing it in my uh, sound sessions as well. And people will always tell me, you, you know, you can't listen to your own inner conversation, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes people will always tell me, I love when you sing. I love when you use your voice. When you used your voice, I journeyed. I went to another time. Uh, I saw these amazing colors. Uh, these are all things that people have told me. I saw my mother in spirit. Uh, I saw you as an Egyptian something <laughs> bending over with long wow. hair and there were and there were two Egyptian guards on the other end going must guard the priestess other end of my table. Uh, I saw an ET what looked like a blue ET you know this is all it stuff takes I hear people places <laughs> yeah so what's going on there and there's a quote I mean sound therapy is fascinating um uh, a quote I just heard from a really wonderful uh she's a I believe a neurologist uh an Indian neurologist and she was trained in the states and then went back to India uh to study uh, Ayurveda Mm -hmm. And she opened up a clinic there and uh, she wrote a book uh, about sound therapy that's fabulous. Uh, her name is uh, Kulwit Chaudhary. And this is a loose quote. Sound therapy is a bridge to your inner landscape where all the laws of nature originate from. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have found even, you know, it seems like when you're happy, you can't help but hum or whistle or you know sing and, and i've even noticed there are times where um i i have um a condition where all my heart rate will just go fast for a little while and it's sometimes uncomfortable and the way i can bring it down is by humming and sometimes i hum like a lullaby because i think you know well that's how you soothe the baby you know that's right you're soothing and your vagus nerve <laughs> yes right Absolutely. um and it's just like okay you don't have to start humming and like why are you humming like you're singing to a baby i'm like i'm singing to myself <laughs> yeah jonathan goldman who's a very famous sound therapist he wrote a whole book called the humming effect uh, humming is magical, just like toning, mm -hmm. vocal toning, your voice, sound therapy, it all uh, brings, it decreases your heart rate and your blood pressure. And it, uh, it hooks into the parasympathetic response of the vagus nerve. Uh, so you're, you're telling your body, ah, it's okay to digest your food, to relax, you are safe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's rest. why that's basically the premise how sound what sound therapy works on it's a you know it's a the self-soothing uh and you can do this with your voice as you found out with the humming uh mm -hmm. another thing that i uh found out too there's just like an uval is beautiful vu v-o-o help me recover or move through fear of flying oh mm -hmm. doing that on the plane vu because you can that uval really vibrates down you know into mm. your body and it's creating all those beautiful patterns as we said before in the, the fluids and the cells and it's it's literally reforming you molecularly oh absolutely and 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 if you haven't heard of or i haven't listened to music for a while you start to crave it you know if if you're used to that a lot and then it's been a been a minute maybe 
you, you start to feel like, okay, and everybody probably has a different th- threshold, you know, for you, it's like, I haven't sung today. Okay. I've got to do some because I, I miss it. I crave it. I need it. Mm-hmm. Your body's telling you that, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Right. There's a, there's something missing in my life. Yeah. I had, uh, when I went through menopause, my voice started to just shift mm-hmm. and, and it does because of the fluid balance with, uh, the estrogen, uh, your, your vocal folds are the outer three layers are like jello that hasn't hardened yet. So that's extremely viscous. And, uh, when they, and they oscillate together very, very, very fast, like on a woman's high C, they're oscillating 100 times per second. And if they're sticky, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I can't happen. think like I used to either. Like, oh, what happened to that? <laughs> right. So that, that was sad for me that I grieved and I didn't sing hardly for five years mm-hmm. because I, I was fatiguing. I was I had no voice after singing for 10 minutes. How am I supposed to, you know, practice or yeah. I could barely get through to sing the repertoire after my vocal exercises, I was done, you know. How does so, Dolly Parton do it? <laughs> I don't know. Some women can do it better than others. I, I hydrate, but I, I, I've been working, you know, I was uh, working with myself, using myself as a human guinea pig for years with taking different concoctions and hormones and whatnot. But I've just come, um, um, I am still singing, um, singing with my husband's a music director of a church. I'm singing with the choir, so I have my hand in it. But I'm trying this different type of of vocalizing, uh, using my voice uh, organically to heal myself and to help others and uh, just help get some, just maybe, uh, which is good for me in a way, because I think it, it's actually very good because all those years of taking structured voice lessons, you know, yeah. You're, you're really sort of being pigeonholed into somebody else's idea of what your voice should sound like to an extent, right? If you're, yeah. uh, you know, it's hard not to do that as a teacher, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you try not to do that, but uh, uh, it's sometimes it just, it just happens anyway. Uh, so to be able to think outside of that, you know, color outside the lines with your voice, yeah. Can get you see because you're if your your voice literally is a holographic representation of you. Mm-hmm. And the more you can stretch your voice to do things that you are not comfortable with, right? That you that's that's your your brain, your subconscious is going to be like, "Oh, well if I can do that with my voice and I can do something else." So when you stretch your voice beyond those boundaries, those self-imposed boundaries, you will stretch yourself. That's why I saw these children, these teenagers taking risks. Oh, yeah. And it was impact. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I have been, you know, given my background and all the fears and the self-doubt that I grew up with, I have been stepping out. I've been, you know, it's like feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> well, music tends to give you a little confidence. I mean, there's something yes. about admitting Yes. music that kind of just you just kind of you know because first yeah. of all the way you have to breathe and hold yourself especially if you're singing I mean or yes. if you're using a wind instrument <laughs> um you have to be in a certain pose which is kind of like a superman pose or your confidence pose your your shoulders are back and you have to breathe with your diaphragm and all of those things create that vibration of confidence. Yes. And so 
I, that's what, I mean, of course, then when you're doing that, you're like, oh, I want to do a contest. And then you got to stand up in front of people and you got to perform. And then there's more confidence that you have to overcome and the fear that you have to overcome. And then you love it because it's just exhilarating. And then you want to do more of it, you know? So, and then it just kind of filters into the rest of your, you know, life. Um, so it's, it, it's just, music just has so many benefits that, I mean, it's just endless. It's an endless list. Yeah. And what I, I like to do, I have a, a presentation called yes. Ancient Medicine for Modern Times, which is the science behind sound therapy. And I compare music to sound therapy because people, you know, they're, they're not really sure about what sound therapy, even though it's like the most up and coming amazing thing. And people are just, uh, you know, it's exploding now, uh, but still a lot of people aren't familiar with it. And I compare it because music is, you know, creates a high vibe feeling in you. It, it creates yeah. a high vibe feeling that um, moves your energy into a higher and lighter expression. Mm -hmm. It, it can take you back in time to, to like, if you hear music, right. I, what did I hear? Um, uh, don't stop believing by journey. Oh, journey. I mean, who, who oh my God. like journey? Right? Who doesn't like journey? But that, I think, Don't Stop Believing, I heard, was the mm. the most downloaded song ever. Wow. But, yeah. But, you know, listening to that in the car and just feeling that joy took me right back to when I was, you know, like 19 with my yeah. with one of my boyfriends. It was just like, wow. So music takes you back in time. It transports you. Sound therapy does this as well it mm -hmm. it, tra it can create a high vibe feeling it creates a higher and lighter expression of your energy body your body it takes you back to process stuck emotions and unprocessed mm -hmm. healing uh and it also entrains it one of the uh hallmarks of um sound therapy is entrainment and have you seen um a bunch of metronomes in a room yes. on a video and then you come back an hour later and they're all in sync mm -hmm. right that's called entrainment the same reason why when you hear a beat you can't stop moving you just have to move it's very your body wants to entrain or sync up with the dominant rhythm mm -hmm. of the beat right like so if you this, listen to somebody else's heartbeat yours will yes. start beating at the same time as well yeah right. it's well it's a tuning fork you know you have a tuning fork over here yes and the other one just starts to vibrate without hitting right right it's that resonance it matches the resonance right <laughs> so that's another piece of it too is that music and sound therapy are alike because when you are being uh having it in a sound bath or you have bowls on the body you're being that dominant sound uh, it is your wanting body is wanting to entrain or sync up with those dominant sounds and you so, transform along with it. Yeah. Right. It's so very, that's very, a, very simplistic, but it, it, I thought it kind of makes it a little like, Oh, well, so it's not so woo woo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's very scientific. <laughs> and there's a lot more science out about sound therapy now about what it can do. It's being used, uh, in Europe, it had been being used in Europe a lot, you know, more earlier on, uh, but it's starting to be used now, uh, certainly music therapy, but uh, people are doing, uh, they're finding out that uh, sound therapy and uh, music therapy are a lot, uh, a lot more effective than prescription drugs at helping people post and pre-surgery with their, with nervousness and anxiety. Uh, it's very indicated for PTSD. 
something like uh, insomnia or fibromyalgia even because especially the bowls on the body I have these bowls the metal ones behind you I work with my clients on that massage table put the bowls on their body and it can increase blood flow oh yeah so it does oh, yeah. help with the inflammation and the pain uh, mm -hmm. my husband swears by it uh, with his knees <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your your body's vibrating at a higher, healthier level. So obviously it's it's separating itself from that that lower pain vibration. Yes. So yes. well, Ruth, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show. And I, I think it was very educational for the listeners to find that, you know, I mean it's 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 so beneficial to just whether you're performing or you're singing to yourself or you're just listening to music or what if it's just tones I mean just just start you know because there there's there's so many things that you can benefit from it um I was wanting to know if you could share with the, the uh listeners what's your favorite quote one of my most favorite quotes is life is not happening to me it's happening for me for me. Awesome. Love that one. Love that one. Um, and what's your favorite happy hack? I like to, being a nature girl. I like to go outside in my bare feet and do grounding, earthing grounding. And I will shake because shaking releases tension and stress. Mm -hmm. And then I make organic sound while I'm doing that. And I just feel amazing afterwards. It uh, Anytime you move your body, and add sound to it at the same time. That is a that is a magical combination. Plus, if you go out in the morning, you're going to hear the birds singing <laughs> and the birds <laughs> singing too, right? <laughs> right? Um, well, that's great. So, what do you have uh, for the audience today? Uh, how can they get in touch with you? What do you've got going? Sure. My website is ruthratliff.com and my name. And uh, I think you said you're going to put that down in the description. Yes. And I also have a recording of a uh, crystal sound therapy uh, meditation for a free gift. And on That's the uh, the free gift page, you can there's a, also a video uh, explaining a little bit about sound therapy. And you can also, I think, uh, log on, sign up on my website to my mailing list if you'd like to uh, get some more information as well. That is fantastic. Well, I hope everybody takes advantage of that. Um, and, and just get into music. I mean, just listen to it, study it, feel it, use it, come to yourself, sing to yourself, sing to your children. I mean, sing to your grandchildren, sing to your dog. I, I have, I sing to my dog. She has her own little ditty, you know, that I sing to her for, um, you know, so it's just, just sing every day or hum or whistle or play music or listen to music or go outside and listen to the birds sing, you know, just get involved in music in some way. Yeah, It's very, we we're all affected by sound on, on so many levels, every second, even of every day. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. so much more profound than we know. Absolutely. And it's perfect for memory. I mean, it's profound. I mean, how many, how many songs do we know the words to that we haven't listened to in 20 years? All of a sudden it starts playing on the, on the radio and you're like, you just sing along with it. And, uh, yeah, we were, our swing band was playing one uh, year and, uh, this woman at a retirement community and this woman was dancing with her husband who has had Alzheimer's, didn't, didn't know her. 
she came up to us afterwards and she with tears in her eyes and she said I have to thank you because my husband during one of your songs my husband recognized me remembered who I was and we danced the whole song and he knew who I was and yeah what a gift Oh, that's going to make me cry. It was one of the songs I was singing. Oh, my Gersh, Gershwin ballad. Yes. That just gives me yep. shivers. Oh, right. So oh. yes, that's the power of music. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ruth. Um, again, it's been a pleasure. And uh, you guys just check out her website. Um, got it in the show notes. It's right here. And uh, check her out and get in touch with her. What a pleasure, Susan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye now. Oh, wow. You are? Yes, yes. I don't, I'm, I'm learning. I'm brand new. <laughs> Is that like an aborigine it's kind of? It's a didgeridoo, yes. Okay. Oh boy, I, I have to warm up. Anyway, I love it. So you got to have the embouchure just like you do when you play the wind instrument. Same mm -hmm. thing, or the flute. You know, same thing. There's a. So, but I love it. And I always felt drawn to this. And I'm going, okay, how do you go from to that? I mean, how? <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.